Uh, my name is Bethany, and I'm an adult child. I'm in the Big Red Book, page 72, um, the, first, the bottom paragraph, the last paragraph. ACA is for people who want it, not who need it. ACA is for the adult child who can get honest about hitting a bottom and making a commitment to attend ACA meetings and work the ACA steps to find the inner child in true connection to a higher power. Many adult children waste years of their lives wandering in and out of meetings without owning the language of hitting bottom. They cannot seem to get focused and committed to this life-giving program. Others come to meetings a while and feel better and wander off perhaps forever. So um, this paragraph really sits with me. Um, Excuse me, Stephanie. So when I was asked to speak and I was told that it was about tools, um, I was a little concerned. Um, there's many times that I feel like I'm not using the tools of ACA. Um, when I came to ACA, I didn't feel like I needed it. Um, I came to meetings and I was like, I'm better than this person, I'm better than that person, my problems aren't like that, I didn't do that, I didn't do this. I knew everything and nothing all at once. Um, I knew everything about ACA, but I knew absolutely nothing about ACA. Um, when I first started the steps, um, it was very challenging. And my my tool to, for today is about the steps um i started the steps and i couldn't connect i just i it wasn't that i couldn't connect i was in denial my family was not dysfunctional my family was not this my family was not that i didn't have these problems i'm not the laundry list i don't need this i don't need it at all and i was working with my sponsor and what was happening was I was using it as validation time. Let's socialize and let's talk. Oh, you wanna talk about the steps? And then I would stop paying attention. But then when it came back to, let's talk about our love life, let's talk about who I'm dating, let's talk about my relationship, then I was all in. Um, a year had gone on and, um, and essentially my sponsor said, Stephanie, like, stop wasting my time. Stop wasting your time. If you're not going to take this serious, then we need to kind of focus on where we're headed and what is best for you and best for me. And that was really hard to hear. Um, it was hard to hear because I knew something was always wrong with my family. I just didn't know what. Um, I know in the meetings, they say, come to six meetings and you'll start to get out of denial. It took me like 600 meetings to start getting out of denial. Um, I don't know who came up with six meetings, but that is a very low number, um, especially when you've been in something for 30 years. Um, so when I was started to work the steps and started to come out of denial, um, I was able to see that my mom was a drug addict. Uh, my mom was not an alcoholic. My mom was a drug addict. She did PCP and crystal meth for almost 35 years. My mom, to her words, has not used in three years. So that is, I'm 33, so my mom used my whole life. Um, and I struggled with finding my rock bottom. 
I didn't know what rock bottom was because in my family, there was car accidents from the, you know, from being under the influence. There was um, people running over their children because they were high off drugs. There was going to jail because they were so high off a certain drug that they were running in the streets nude. There was um, infidelity. There was a job loss. There was physical abuse. And that, I didn't do any of that. But what I did do was I had sex. I had a lot of it. Um, I didn't love myself. I, I could look in the mirror and see nothing. I could look um, at a photo and I couldn't see myself. And so I turned to sex for that validation. And I said, well, if I can't even love myself, maybe this person will. And it didn't work out that well. Um, by the grace of God, um, I fortunately didn't um, catch any STDs or catch, um, you know, HIV or AIDS. Um, and so after a year or so, I started wanting ACA. I started wanting to be here. And I'll never forget, and it, it makes me want to like cry because my sponsor said, let's do this at your pace. We don't have to do one step a week. We don't have to do one step every time we meet. Let's do this at your pace. And we have been. Um, and it has been very challenging to be on the outside looking at my family and to come out of that denial. But it also has been very freeing. It has been very freeing to know that I don't have to live like this. I didn't even know how stressed I was until I started working with steps. I didn't know how abusive I had been and how abused I had been until I started working with steps because it was just so normal. I have learned to be manipulative. I have learned to be controlling. I had learned to take advantage of people and and it was just very second nature to me. Um, the hardest step for me was turning it over to my higher power. Um, and I mean, it still is, you know, and you know, it's just kind of funny because most ACAs are control freaks and you're like, oh, you want me to turn this over to you? You want me to give control to someone else? Like, mm, let me take a minute to think about this, but I'll try my best. Um, and, you know, and admitting that there was somebody greater than me, somebody that was, you know, higher than me. And, um, and, Really, what gets me through is prayer. Um, as much as I love coming to meetings, I was using meetings for social socialization and to be busy. Like I would tell people, "Oh, I'm busy. I can't." I was using it to get out of things, not for what it was intended for. And as much as I like coming to meetings, and as much as I enjoy my relationship with my fellows, at the end of the day, they're not always going to be available for me. Um, and so prayer has gotten me through when I feel tempted, when I feel like 
I want to go back to this or this is too big of a change. How do I, what do I do? And I wouldn't have been able to learn to turn it over to my higher power or to pray as frequently as I do without the steps. And it's not about doing the steps. I, I've led groups where I've taught the steps in 16 weeks and 20 weeks. And one of the things I tell people is this is just an introduction to it. This isn't, you know, this is just an introduction to the steps. And what happened was I started to be the perfectionist that I am and said, I need to complete the steps in a certain amount of time. I need to complete them. They need to be, oh, 12 steps, 12 weeks. I need to do a step a week. And then what happened was we hit step four and I cried so hard on the phone with my sponsor, I couldn't breathe because that was the first time I was able to admit the things that I had been through how my biological father had left me, the things that he told me, the things I had lied about to convince myself that I was worthy. And I think it was, we were either on step five or six, and I said, I wanna start over. And my sponsor said, okay. And we started over. And the reason for starting over was because my heart wasn't in it. And I had to admit that. I had to admit that my heart wasn't in it. And today I look at my bottom and my bottom is really comments that I make to people now. It's about, well, was that really appropriate to say? Should I have said that? Where, you know, I've been in the program a little over two years, two years ago, two and a half years ago, if I got frustrated, I would have went out and had sex. If I got frustrated, I would have punched somebody in their face. I've been in relationships where I've broken their eye socket. I've broken their ribs. I was the one doing that. Um, and I've also been in relationships where I've been abused. I've been, you know, verbally and emotionally abused. Um, and, and I didn't think I was worthy of any of it. I didn't think I was worthy of the healing. I didn't think I was worthy of these meetings. I didn't think that I was wanted in these meetings. Like, oh, they don't want me there. I mean, I shouldn't go there. That's and thank you. Um, and, and it was due to my family's addiction and due to their dysfunction and when I started the steps, I started to realize that I mattered, my feelings mattered, that these things that happened to me or that I had experienced didn't have to control me anymore. They didn't have to dictate or influence my decisions anymore. I didn't have to use my dysfunction as an excuse for my behaviors anymore. I didn't have to be the person that was, oh, she comes from a drug addict home. That's just what they do. Um, now it's, wow, that's the life you came from? I would have never guessed. Um, wow, really? You went through that? How are you so emotionally stable? How are you doing so well? And the truth is, is that I'm doing so well because of the meetings, but not the meetings per se, but because of the steps. I couldn't be where I'm at without the steps because the steps are what help you work through that pain. And only you get to pick how honest you want to be in those steps. And 
at first, I was only as honest as my emotions would allow. I was only as honest as my inner child would allow. And fortunately, I do have a sponsor who's willing to go through these steps with me and to even do another book to help introduce these steps with me. And, and I just encourage people when they do the steps, do it at your pace. If it takes you five years, let it take you five years. You know, I had to tell myself, I've been dysfunctional for 30 years. What's another two years for healing going to do? It's not going to make me worse. Every, and everything that I do now, I try to be ACA focused. And, and I know there's so much with ACA. There's the solution. There's the laundry list. There's the other laundry list. There's the problem list. I had felt like... I was a, I, I belonged in like an asylum or something because when I came into ACA, I just felt like it was everything is wrong with you. But the reality was that nothing was wrong with me. Nothing. There was not one thing that was wrong with me. I was exposed to a dysfunctional home. I was exposed to a dysfunctional family. And I had a higher power that loved me more than I could ever imagine. And I was able to find that through the steps. Um, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, step six. Sometimes I jump ahead and my sponsor's like, hey, we're doing step nine stuff. We got to bring it back. And it's not easy. If my sponsor would have told me how much pain I would have been in before I started the steps, I would have never done it. I would have been like, you're tripping. I'm not going to go through that pain. But my inner child has healed and is so free now that I've worked the steps that I have and I'm able to turn things over to my higher power and I'm able to be honest. I don't need to lie. I don't need to be dishonest with anybody about my past or my mom's addiction because the steps are my truth. This program is your truth. But when you do the steps, Nobody can tell you that something happened or didn't happen or that you're viewing it wrong or that's not really what happened. And nobody tells you how you should feel about what you're writing down. And that was the most freeing part is to know that my feelings were validated, not by somebody else, but by the, by the steps. And it was just so heartwarming, kind of scary at first, like, whoa, I'm able to tell my truth and nobody's going to tell me how I should feel. Nobody's going to combat me and be argumentative about something. Thank you, Christine. I see that. I'll wrap up. Um, And I feel very fortunate because had I just kept coming to the meetings and not worked the steps, I probably would have, I probably would have been pregnant or dead or had some kind of STD because the steps are really what helped me to stop my rock bottom, which was sex with strangers. Um, That is all I have. Thank you for listening and thank you for being here.